Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Leverage to Scale listeners, welcome back to the show. I'm your host for this episode, Dan, and joining me is an entrepreneur who helps entrepreneurs with some amazing stuff that, you know, you don't really think about legal ramifications of certain things until you need to. So let's do it before you have to. And let's talk to Jennifer Gligerich with Leafy uh, Leafy Real Estate Investments and legal stuff and whatnot. Uh, so Jennifer, Leafy Legal Services. Tell me a little bit about that, a little bit about you and all that. So okay. there you go. How are you today, okay. first of all? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on the show. I'm excited to talk to everybody. And I'm excited to talk to this about this boring topic because it really isn't boring. I'm going to try to make it not dull for you guys. So you my background is a little bit different than most boutique legal service and documentation companies in that I spent 25 years as a crisis intervention specialist for businesses. So I was basically a consultant that you would, you would hire when everybody was on fire. Like you're not making any sales, nothing's ever happened. I'd come in, I'd hose everybody down, then I'd figure out where the rot was. And because my mother owned one of the largest staffing companies in our area, the Houston Galveston Metroplex, I, w- I went to work by third grade and up. So I knew about, I-, I just got it from osmosis from listening to her because she was a very talented recruiter, just a dragon lady and the value of hard work and how important it is for people to work and have a job and to be providers and, and, and um, how, how important it is. I, I really got a lot of lucky uh, things by, by having that. Um, later on, my family went to pot when I was a teenager. I ended up being a homeless teenager. You'd have no idea seeing me or my family now that I, you know, was pregnant and homeless and living in and out of shelters. I went through college by basically living in bushes and tents and it was, it was horrible. Ah, it was a, it was wow. a total nightmare. And I got through it with my, my mitts. I don't even know how I survived it, but I did. Um, and it's one of those great things about being young where you just, I don't know, you just get through the day, you know, what's going to happen for this day. But anyway, I got some really great experiences and I managed to uh, get at all that and I got a career and, and I got this career by just taking what I could and sucking it out of the company and then finding another opportunity. So I had this wealth of experience from having to work a million different jobs. I've worked a sure. million different jobs. And so as I did that, I stumbled in about a decade ago into helping companies scale virtually only, which is what we're all talking about right now during COVID. But I've been doing it for over a decade using mostly American-based remote workers because I feel like if we are supposed to talk about climate change and we do have a problem with people surviving wrecks and illnesses now that would have killed them before, 
and they have chronic pain and other conditions and they can't be in a commute for two hours, but yet they have all these wonderful skills. So let's put these people to work, not have them be a burden, have them feel the joy uh, of working again. And we're not adding to carbon emissions by sitting on a freeway for hours a day. I mean, it's like win, 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 right? Yeah. So I did that. And then I met people. I did a big scale up where I took a company from three people to 221 people in 21 countries in 18 months. Uh, that was my biggest scale up I've done to be brought in to do it. And then I met people like Than Merrill, Kevin Harrington, you know, we we're doing live events. It was digital markers, affiliate markers, real estate investors, became an investor myself. Um, then about four years ago, I was hired to scale an asset protection law firm and everything just came together because I thought, wow, if you do this in a different way on the back end, uh, it can save investors a lot of money. And instead of paying thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for protective structures, they can play a fraction of that and actually be protected because it really just grinds my gears that there are people whose sole living on this planet is to be a troll and to sue other people for mm -hmm. money. And our lien system has allowed this to happen. And it's not going to change anytime soon. And real estate investors, we're at particular risk because we have assets that can be attached. For a lawsuit, you need the law, you need the facts, and you need recovery. They need to put a judgment against something. A judgment by in itself is fairly worthless. You have to be able to attach it. That's why real estate investors are more likely to get roped up in car wrecks, in disputes with neighbors, families, and friends. It isn't just tenants and toilets and termites <laughs> or trash, you know? It isn't just that. You think that it was from, yeah. Well, yeah, that's how we always say it. So you, it's not just that, you get roped up. So mm. there are things that you can use to protect yourself. And uh, you can have anonymous LLC structures, which we're experts at, and you can have them in every state. There's a big myth out there saying that the only way you can get an anonymous LLC is by having a Wyoming or Nevada, Wyoming or Nevada LLC. That's a lie. You can get one in any state. You just need <laughs> the right people to be able to do it. And there's a reason they allow it. It's not just to, to hide things because you want to be shady. There are people that are victims of crimes. They have restraining yeah. orders against people who want to hurt them. They are in law enforcement. Uh, their faces on billboards like realtors or celebrities or news anchors. And they are a particular risk for people stalking them or trying to find them. So they're not allowed to work? No, of course you can work, but you need to be able to do it anonymously. By yeah. harnessing the power of anonymity and separating, another part is separating how you do business from where you hold your assets, you can protect yourself protect your family, and start to grow generational wealth. And that's even if you're just getting started, before you even get started. It's not as expensive as you think to be able to get start started to treating your business like a business, whether you're a graphic designer just starting out and you don't understand why everybody keeps on asking you for free logos. <laughs> well, start right. treating your business like a business and they'll stop doing that. So mindset you know, has to kind of go into it too. But once you get it right, you'll find you're going to make more money, you're going to be more profitable, and you're going to feel safer. And you're not just going to be a sitting duck. So those are the things I work at right now. So it ties into my background of being able to help people work safer, work smarter, uh, make more money so they don't have to be homeless, and to protect houses and also to help real estate investors. For every investor that takes an old house and flips it and puts a family in it, we're doing really great 
good in, 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 the, in the world. And we're yeah. helping with the homeless crisis. And we're helping with the environment because now this thing is not rotting and putting lead into the ground anymore. We've rehabbed it. So, there, there, you know, I've taken basically that whole lifetime of stuff and, and poured it into what I'm doing right now. So that's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah. And man, what a, what a story, Jennifer, my goodness, the, the resilience that comes out of that, the adversity that you faced down the, the wealth and eclectic mix of knowledge and experience and everything has got to really serve your clients now and the company itself and everything else. So uh, that's incredible. Thanks for sharing that. That had, that, that has to be interesting to look back. I don't know if interesting is the right word to look back though, and say, I came from this, these bushes to where I am today. Um, yeah, I did not share that until I started my own podcast and I started to, pe- to to talk to people within the last year. I never would tell anyone. And then I decided that I was I was sick of not not sharing that because it made up such a big part of who I am and I wasn't yeah. going to uh, have that shame of that anymore. And so I yeah. let it out. It was kind of cathartic. I was so nervous the first time an episode dropped and I had, and I had said that and I was worried because there are people who know me, know me, you know, met me and know me and they didn't really know that, you know? And yeah. so it was like, Ugh! and I was just waiting for like, I don't even know what I thought, like what was going to happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then it didn't, I thought, okay, good. And, and it's probably because in our culture and white culture, particularly, or the one I grew up in, you don't talk about it, right? right? You never bring up these things, but you can, I guess, once you get out of it and you become very successful, but even then there's this kind of like, we don't talk about this. It yeah. happens like right now we're almost six months in to a 15 days to stop the spread. Yeah. Well, right. Even the most privileged people who have enough to save three to six months, well, they're running out of that now. Mm-hmm. So, and we're still not allowed to talk about it. If you go onto social media, no one's saying, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Even though they don't know how to make it, they're still taking these pretty selfies with a picture. And that is something I really think is, is detrimental because we have millions and millions of people that are living in poverty and we need to talk about it or else the people we elect aren't going to help us because nobody's talking about it because it's not really a problem, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, so protecting those assets then and mm-hmm. making sure that we can have that, that long-term, you know, investment and everything else. Is that the reason that you started the business or is there a deeper reason to it? Well, it was uh, also, it was necessity. You know, I ended a contract and it didn't end well. I didn't have a non-compete and I had to do something. I had a whole team. And then I thought, but we love this and we can really help people. Um, and being able to protect people's, p- protect anyone in business, uh, the way we are with the amount of lawsuits we have in America, you know, pre COVID, we had a hundred million lawsuits a year. That meant in one in four people have a chance of being sued sometime wow. in their life for yeah. a real estate investor. Cause we pulled this data, um, from the national survey of court data and courtstatistics.org for a real estate investor. Our risk is 95% of us will get sued in the next 20 years. My that goodness. is how much exponentially more it is if you're an investor and it's because you get into a wreck, a car wreck and you're thinking I've Geico, I got progressive, I got flow, you know, they're going to protect me. Well, if you have three or four extra houses and you've got LLCs on these houses or just your name, uh, you can look up an LLC and find you're a member of an LLC and an address. Well, if that person doesn't have insurance or they're underinsured and they go and they get a, a, an attorney, the first mm-hmm. thing the attorney is going to do is say, let me see the ticket. They're going to take that ticket 
They're going to look it over, make some notes, hand it to the skip tracing paralegal, and then they're going to find out about the law and the facts and see if there's, they've got some wiggle room with that. But then they're waiting for that paralegal to come back. If they say, yeah, his name is on these houses. He's got this LLC. This LLC owns two houses. He's got this. They're going to say, you know, we think you have a case. And the name of the game is not to go to court. The name of the game is to settle. That's where right. the good money is because going to court is expensive and timely. But now yeah. they, they can put liens on things. And then you'll find out that, guess what? Your car insurance doesn't cover that. It's not going to cover this whole business with three rental houses that were probably yeah. willed to you by family you're, you may not know. And then you're looking at going and having to settle for tens of thousands of dollars to not go to court for something that, that you may could beat if you went to court, but they don't have any money and there's nothing to attach for them. So you're never going to get that money. It's not fair. It's not fair. So if we can stop that process from happening and, and, and clear up our courts to real victims of crime or real victims in a bad case, you know, if you do something wrong as a landowner, then you have to pay for that. That's what's fair. Now, should you lose everything you ever worked for on a mistake that, that was just a mistake that didn't, you know, it was just an oversight and you can easily fix it? No. But that's yeah. what happens. People lose everything because a contractor they hired left a nail in and the little kid ripped their toenail off. Now, should you really have to pay tens of million dollars for that toenail? No, it should be a reasonable payout. So if you yeah. can separate things out and have anonymity, you have a much better chance of walking away from that and still having your, your assets, which, you know, that helps people not become homeless. I mean, I saw lots of families when I lived in shelters or outside of shelters dropping off kids at Covenant House because I was under 21 and Covenant House is a shelter that only takes care of kids. God bless Covenant House. I'll help save me. Um, and they would drop them off there to not take them to the adult shelters. And these were people that had jobs. And they, if they lost them both at the same time, there was no slush fund for that. Yeah. Or something like this happened and then some other thing <clears throat> happened. It, it's amazing what snowball effects could happen if you're unprepared that can wipe you out completely and have you going, how did this even happen to us? Oh, yeah. And we it's don't want to talk about it, but there are many, many, many millions of people who are in these situations or getting close to that situation. And they're good people. They're not drug addicts. They're not completely insane. They just had things like this happen and they couldn't keep up with it. And that yeah. happens. And so if we can prevent that and keep those people working and those people, you know, not clogging up the court system, then we can take care of the people who are struggling with addictions or struggling with mental illness. And we can more or victims of crime. So, yeah, it all and goes that's together. A, and that's all where leaf, leafy legal services come into play. You teach that, mm -hmm. you help that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right and so, it's, I mean, there's a deep, there's a deep why behind that. There's, there's taking care of entrepreneurs who take care of others mm -hmm. because they have businesses. It's taking care of families who right. you don't want to see homeless. It's all these things. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. That's a great, it's a great motivator to, yeah, to have is. that business. Yeah. Um, like and it, it sounds like, I mean, you, you know, you had quite a, a, what I would consider anyway, for me, a rock bottom moment being homeless and pregnant mm -hmm. and not knowing where things are coming, uh, coming from as an entrepreneur. Have you had other rock bottom moments that, that you're willing to, again, talk about, right? And teach. Yeah. I mean, I've had, uh, I had a huge company that I worked for screw me out of $150,000 as a single parent. Wow. And I've never gotten paid for it. They went under, they were investigated by the FTC. I had to file a complaint because the reason they screwed me out is because I wrote like a 25 page thing saying you're not operating legally. 
I'm not going to do this anymore. You have to fix this. You have to fix this. We're not servicing these customers like this. And it was a company that I helped grow. And then they started, they got targeted. Basically, the owner of the company got targeted by some very well-known, you would know their names if I said them, and they are just career crooks. These guys from that Gordon Gecko era of nice big Rolex watches and shiny suits. And here's this kid making all this money. And they started sniffing around them at these big events and thought, how can we get a piece of this kid's pie? And once they get in the money, they start skimming and figuring out ways to do it because they're career criminals. And uh, it's all done now, but a lot of customers lost a lot. A lot of people like me lost a lot. And um, it was horrible. I mean, I remember at one point, I'm like, how did this get so bad? And I couldn't make my mortgage. And I called my mother up and I am just sobbing, like ugly cry, the kind where the snot's coming out of your nose and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm terrified for my son. I'm terrified for everything. And thank God she was able to, to help me enough to get me out of it. And some of it was just slapping me on the face going, you can't go to pot. You get a kid. What are you doing? Right. And, tough and love. Uh, yeah, you got to get it sometimes. You know, because it it really, uh, you just have to get it. But then she also helped too, because tough love doesn't pay the rent. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Right. So, and then I, and I picked myself up, but she, you know, she's really good. She had to show action. So, you know, I did the work, you know, so sometimes it's really difficult because you just want to drink wine until you can't breathe and, and uh, watch Twilight, even though it's the dumbest show everyone's ever seen. But I got to tell (laughs) you. I d- yeah. I've done that. I sat in bed and just watched it and drank wine. My brain was somewhere else. It took a vacation. Um, yeah. But you still have to pick yourself up and uh, do the work, you know. And, and you, so I, I'm totally with you. I've had those moments in life. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just got to lean into that as an entrepreneur and just say, I, I can't do it right now. Let me take a, let me take a, a mental break. Sometimes but, you uh, do have to take a yeah. break. You do. You can't just push yourself. I mean, that's how people get heart attacks at their desk. Right. right. And, uh, but you can't be lazy either. There's, there's a little bit of a mix with it, but sometimes you need to just let it all out or it'll burst. I mean, you're allowed to do it when really bad things happen and people hurt you, you have to get it out somehow, you know? And then, but then you have to, it's amazing the resilience that humanity has. Mm-hmm. you can't stay like that. You know, yeah. you can't and, stay and it like that. Sounds like a support system too. I mean, you had your mother mm-hmm. there, um, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Other- Cause I didn't talk to her for seven years. She was abusive and horrible and, uh, uh-huh. uh a, a monster. And, uh, but then one day through the grace of God and AA, she, uh, she's been sober now for decades. And, mm-hmm. uh, I have a mother in a relationship that it's impossible without God is impossible Mm. without God in my life and how he brought my mother back to me. And she Mm. worked hard at it. She had a lot to make up for and she was a brilliant woman. And I don't know how she had the strength to do it because, you know, alcoholics have embarrassing public moments. And I think, God, if I ever did that, I'd never show my face again. And they do, they show their faces and they get Mm. over it and they make amends and they work really hard at it. And so that strength to me is, is quite inspiring because yeah. it's easy to overcome some things, but it's harder when you're the problem <laughs> right, and you're right. overcoming <laughs> yourself and you were the jerk. That's a lot harder. That's harder yeah. when you have to face people that you know you were wrong mm-hmm. and she did it. And I have all the respect for her and love her very much. So that's a, another beautiful chapter in that story. The, the, the faith aspect of it that, that gets you through the, the grace that you offer the forgiveness and then her resilience and work. That's a, that's a great part of that. 
Well, you just um, don't offer forgiveness. They worked, she worked hard for it I, because huh. I didn't have to have somebody toxic in my life. And I knew oh, she was. Sure. And you don't. If somebody is destroying themselves, you don't have to go down with them. It's not considered love just to be there and uh, help them, you know, kill themselves. Right. But when they do the work, you, you've got to let it all go. You know, you have mm. to for your own sanity because oh, it's yeah. like drinking a poison, hoping the other person dies if you hold on to that. And it, and it didn't happen overnight. It, it took several major apologies and years of me having to work on it to be better and letting that go and not keeping that that there. Yeah. And so it didn't, it wasn't like this great release and everything was fine. You know, 30 <laughs> minute sitcom. No, right, it takes right. work, you know. Life I guess it's not one of those, one of those twilight, you know, episodes or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right? Twilight. It's real life. Um, sparkly vampire. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I said to somebody the other day, I said, Oh no, vampires don't sparkle. The stat, the stat for life. Anyway, a whole rabbit trail going on. Um, so Jennifer, if you could, if you look back at the last year, if there, is there one thing that you could redo in the last year? What would that be? Ooh, I actually have a lot of things I would redo in the last year. They'd all be business things, miscalculations uh, that I did on certain like advertising or marketing things. I, pre I pretty much would redo like just work stuff, but for the big stuff, I wouldn't. Like I would say, and this is weird, you know, right now it's COVID. Uh, I can't say we're not struggling. We, we are struggling. It's been hard for our investors. They have, you know, a lot of things going on with renters and other things like that. And then some investors are going gangbusters. So trying to get a handle on a situation that nobody knows what's going on has been very challenging. Mm. Um, but for as far as my personal life, this has actually been the best year for my personal life. I'm, I'm mm. happier in, in some ways, even though I have so much uncertainty on another um, so I, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, it's a mixed bag. Sure. You know, I was like, I have changes, but then on the big stuff, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change a thing, I guess. I don't know. I think a lot of people are, are finding out a lot about themselves and what's important to them right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think there's a lot of forces that are trying to do some really bad things in the world and we have to fight against those forces. But I think in the midst of it, I've, I've heard some incredible stories of people you know, connecting with their children, connecting with their life and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of when you're sort of forced to and strip away everything else, what mm -hmm. does life come back to? So no, that's good. And, and mixed bags is a good way to put it, right? There are things mm -hmm. you could redo. There are things that you'd want to stay because there are lessons or whatever. So uh, yeah. I think that's, that's wise counsel from an entrepreneur. Um, what is, so you're doing, you're struggling a little bit, but you're doing well. What mm -hmm. does success look like for you in 2021? Uh, in 2021, I think we're going to take the podcast. I want to be able to talk about these structures and, and how people can protect themselves more, how they can harness the power of their own money. I think helping more entrepreneurs will help strengthen our economy, which will help stop a lot of our, 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 our issues. I also want to help more people that are disenfranchised or feel disenfranchised with the system. I would like to get out our word so that they can feel the power of being your own boss and entrepreneurship. I would like to help more people in cities that are struggling, uh, women that are trying to get up, people of color who are trying to, to figure out what it is and, sh and, and say, hey, there is still an American dream. It really is here for everybody, but this is what we've got to do. So any way I can do it out to give you know these stories out um, to let them know that it's still very accomplishable. You know, real estate is an incredible way to invest and diversify. Getting self-directed um, retirement funds, 
another way of being your own bank. You know, there are things that you can do right now and not even use your own money. You know, I, I know some of the, you know, whether it's to do leases or subject tos or sandwich leases if they're allowed in your state, or you can do hard money lending to help you with a flip because you have a background, you can fix some stuff and you really want to do that. However you want to do it, you can do it. And uh, a lot of people just don't know. They don't know about house hacking. They don't know they can get into a house for three to 5% down and how hmm. that look looks for them. You yeah. know, so if I can get that out and we can help people, it, it's amazing what just a little bit, a little bit of a leg up, if they're doing the work, how it can just change things. So I would yeah. like to, I, to me, I would be a success if I can help more people. So I guess that's the, your answer. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and leverage the scale community, get on board, jump mm-hmm. on board with Jennifer and with Leafy Legal Services, support this effort uh, in developing that vision. Where is the best way or how is the best way to help you, Jennifer, do that? Just go to leafylegalservices.com. I have two types of consult. You can get a free 15-minute call with me. If you're like, I don't know what I don't know, just I have this question, that's fine. Or if you want an in-depth strategy call, that's also free. And that takes about 30, 45 minutes. I send you like a form ahead of time so you can tell me. It's either with me or one of my other advisors. And um, then we can dig into what's going on like in your business and say, okay, this is a pretty good plan, but you might want to layer, layer anonymity on. That's, I'm always going to want to layer some anonymity because it really helps mm. protect people and then separate some things out. Because too many people want to lump everything together thinking it's easier and it's actually more complicated and it, and it makes it harder for their accountant. So if we can separate some things out for s- certain CFO consultants, if you ever get one, which I highly recommend uh, you get one at least once, they can look at your business and say, hey, you're taking this deduction every year and that's great. But if you don't take it and you wait two years, you can get this much more money back. And it can show them how they can structure things to where you can make more money in the end. So um, with the right structure, it helps them do that too. Mm. Super helpful, insightful for those entrepreneurs. Leafy Legal Services is where you need to go for all that information. I love the idea that you do the quick bite. If I don't know it, I don't know. Or if I want more, I've got that. So look for those. Right. Again, Leafy Legal Services. Jennifer Gligerich, thank you so much for being a part of Leverage to Scale. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for all the work you're doing for entrepreneurs out there. Oh, yes. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Everybody have a great day. so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. 
Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.